0: Welcome to Let Love, a podcast with the Sisters of Life. We invite you to join us for conversation, looking at life through the lens of love. You are loved, you are made in God's image, and your life matters. Let's talk about it. Ale, alley, alley, hallelujah. Hey sister, well, girl, sister. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Hallelujah, sing to Jesus. Amen, amen. It's oh the my singing goodness. It's the Easter season. I just didn't want to ruin your voice. I mean, it was just... Oh, like, we just... No, well, actually, usually nuns lose our voices. Uh, it's true. Uh, because we've been singing so much um, between the, the Easter vigil then and then Easter Sunday and yep. uh, all of the singing in between. We go on a resurrection run yes. on Easter Sunday morning. And the only obligation is that... Um, you have to
1: bring your Easter joy, and you've got to sing your Easter song. Listen, it's harder to run when you're singing. It's uh, it's quite an offering. At, what breaking <laughs> dawn hours in the morning? Amen. So it's fun when you do it together. It's, quite a sight. Uh, you find a voice. Yes. Or amen. our sisters in New York City when they uh, are in the city for the liturgies Sunday Easter Sunday morning, walking down Fifth Avenue, belting out every hallelujah song they can get <laughs> out, whatever you can think of. It's just a uh, yeah, it's pretty wild. Here come the A bombs. Yeah. Well, and we've got great. fifty days
0: ahead of us. Yes. And sister, we've 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 done it. We crossed mm-hmm. the finish line. God did what it. What a joy to be with everyone throughout the Lenten season. Yeah. And here we are, breaking into the Easter season, which isn't uh just forty days, it's actually fifty days. That's right. We're an Easter people. And that's the best news about it. It's that's day one.
1: It. Day one of fifty.
0: Day one of fifty. We're just getting started. And where are we going? I mean, uh-huh. I don't know. How do we kick this this morning off? It's a little intimidating because it's it's
1: a huge mystery. It's kind of at the heart of the heart of the and heart. And it's a teaser. We're wrapping up the season, but we're really just getting going. That's it. It's kind of that's it. Well, well, sister, I did. <laughs> I had a story recently that I really? I just felt we had to share. I just need a, I just needed to tease through it a little bit. But you know, <laughs> last night we were talking at dinner with mm-hmm. sisters, and and we. We've had a new squirrel experience that I think, sister, it's a whole new level. I really can't believe it. And I now I heard these tales from other sisters, but this was the first hand when I was like, these things are a species of their own. They're of their own. Yeah, I grew up in Australia. So like, you know, I'm I'm weary with animals and I uh, I'm aware that, you know, animals can be dangerous. And when I learned that squirrels couldn't kill you, I was like, surely they're not gonna be that menacing. You know, what's the problem if they're not a life threat? They can be a life threat. They can be a life threat. we just go serious. Just to so tell, them, I, tell them what happens. So I can't I even like talk an about, about
0: <laughs> it. I can't even talk about it. You're going to fill in the gaps.
1: You know the so story too. But I just can't believe it. So recently, we take uh, one of our uh, beautiful uh, donated eight seater vans to the mechanic. Usual catch up. You know, just want to check out, make sure everything's working. A little oil the, change. Oh, yeah, yeah. No big deal. Everything, Everything seems to be fine. All the doors are on. And just, uh, I think it was a routine thing, uh, the mechanic opens up the hood. Lo and behold, in the front hood of this van, it is stacked with everything that a squirrel could pick up is inside this hood. It's ridiculous. It like, happened up like, Acorns, leaves. Uh, a nest. Uh, a I did not even know what was nest. in there. The sisters couldn't Lint. even. There we go. You know it. Wrappers. N- n- this whole, The whole engine was... Packed, jam-packed, jam-packed with all chewed up n- flammable items. Sister. Flammable. I mean, it was Nutella, like...
0: Empty Nutella plastic containers. These things are... Out. I can't even believe it. Again, yep. they built a Taj Mahal under the They don't the hood. go
1: under the They go up through the vehicle and they just make this place their home. Ugh. It's crazy wild. I don't even know how they did it. I mean, it's amazing, but it's these little menaces and it literally... I mean, listen, it could have been a lot worse if that thing lit on fire. Anyway, I didn't want to think about Danger. it. But, yeah. Well, here's the thing, sister.
0: Like, this yeah, I'm tempted to lose my Easter joy. Talk me out of it.
1: What does this mean that these girls are bad? I know. Bring it back. Bring it back. You know, I was struck because, um, listen, we're going to spiritualize this because that's what we do. Let's do it. Let's do <laughs> it. We've got this. to. We've got to. But it did. It did. It did strike me because I'm like, here we are in Easter, and there is a d- there is an intervention that has taken mm-hmm. place this last week, sister. Jesus Christ has walked into each of our worlds, and He has put an end to the evil. He has named it, he's unlocked the goodness, and he said, no more. You know, I'm coming in, I see the mess you're in, I see these messy things I've gathered up, half the stuff under my hood, I didn't even know it was there, growing all this time. How long have those squirrels been going at it? I have no idea. Uh, But here Jesus comes as Savior, lifts up the hood, and he's here to say, enough is enough. Enough evil, enough pain, enough darkness. I'm coming to every uh, place in your world that should not be there, and I'm Redeemer. Uh, and there is, sister, there's a there's a limit to evil, and I think we need to name that. Amen. That Jesus Christ has said the last word, and there is a new story that we're we're listening to here that has been evolving, has been at work all of our lives, but there's we've just witnessed a dramatic week where Jesus has said the final word, and, and he's he's, he's cl- cleaning out the hood. He's cleaning out the hood. Yeah, he's done it.
0: He's done it. And actually, yeah, sister, it's like because I think part of yeah part of claiming Easter joy is. Yeah, it's like looking again, it's saying yes again, even in these places, right? Old places. Okay, these of right. squirrels to back. They're doing the same menacing thing again. It's yep. like um we have a God who says, I make all things new. Yes. And even in um even in the the difficulties, the trials, the challenges, um the old places Uh, allowing God to do that new thing. Yes. Um, I love the collect for today's Mass. Oh, yeah, it's powerful. Come on. Can you read it? Oh, God, who on this day through your only begotten Son has conquered death and unlocked for us the path to eternity. So in this, I'm going to claim those squirrels and engaging this whole thing as part of my path Uh to eternity. And I'm going to let God bring new life. Amen. New life to my heart. And I don't know, sister, I can't wait to break open... Yes. Uh, In a sense, how we can dispose our hearts in this incredible season of grace. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually, it's so important we claim this season as a way of complementing what we've lived Mm -hmm. uh, in and through the Lenten journey. That we don't want to miss out on the ultimate gift that God gives to us of his resurrected self. Yes. So, I
1: don't um, know. Deeply connected. You want to pray? Yes. Okay. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we thank you, we praise you for um, all your mighty works, and in a particular way we praise and we thank you for the gift and the life and the blood of Jesus that has been poured out upon our lives, upon our world, and upon each of our worlds and every experience that we carry. We thank you, we praise you for the gift of redemption Uh, through Jesus Christ. We thank you for the incredible display of love and endurance and perseverance, a love that has not been defeated. And Father, we just thank you for the gift of sharing in this life that you have given each one of us, that we uh, have the gift to live and be with you, that you desire us to come to life, that you have good plans for us, that you have a future of hope in store for each one of us. And so we just open our hearts, and we ask the Holy Spirit to open our hearts to the gift of this new season that you have brought through uh, your passion and death and, and now through the gift of your resurrection. And we ask the Holy Spirit to open our hearts to whatever gift you want to give us now, today, in this conversation, in this season of our lives. And we give you permission to lead us. We ask every grace of your Holy Spirit to be unleashed, reclaimed, um, and let go in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, and we just ask especially Our Lady to um, stay with us and keep our hearts open as we go deeper. Hail Mary, full Full of grace, grace, the Lord is with thee.
0: Blessed art thou thou among women,
1: and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners,
0: now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen.
1: Mary, Queen of Peace, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Son, Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Jesus is risen. Hallelujah. Alleluia. This is the feast of feasts. The solemnity of solemnities. Uh, this is the great Sunday. Uh, this is the resurrection where Jesus Children. Christ has crushed death. Mm-hmm. He's crushed it. Mm-hmm. He's ult- ultimate crusher. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have. I've heard that title before. That, but that I like was it, my so Aussie. <laughs> he, oh, sorry, I crusher. That. Crusher, way to go! <laughs> it sounds it sounds more intense than the Aussie accent. Okay, Crusher, uh, he's he, he did, did it. it. Yeah, he done crush. Thanks for the gun.
0: It's sin and death and darkness and evil, and this is our gift to claim. And again, sister, we're gonna give some mm-hmm. s- footholds, sound okay. bites. Like, I I just want to like tap into the gospel that we're given for Easter Sunday. Yeah, and then like I don't know. Yeah, how do we how do we just Posh your hearts a bit. Yeah. To
1: engage this glorious season
0: Mm -hmm. of Easter.
1: Yeah. You want to read? Sure, sister. (laughs) We'll do it. Okay, reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning, while it was still dark, and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, whom Jesus loved, and told them, They have taken the Lord from the tomb and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloths there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths there, and the cloth that covered his head, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first. And he saw and believed, for they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord
0: Jesus Christ. Mm. Amen. Mm. Where do we start, sister? What are footholds Yeah. as we dance in this season of grace? Yeah,
1: what are they? (laughs) Listen, it's loaded. I know, uh... Gosh, I mean, sister, one of the things that really struck me about this was just we're just, just the expression that John uses of them running. I love it. You know, I mean, literally, love we it. have three characters in this. You have Mary, Simon, John, uh, John outrunning Simon, Peter, um, Mary Magda running. Like, there is literally what we're tasting and seeing is there's a new spirit present in the life of the Christians. There's Cos- a spirit of life. There's a spirit, even if they don't totally understand it, there is something new here. In some way, in some mysterious way, we immediately reading this. Something's different. Something's new. Um, mm-hmm. Something is making them capable of what they were not capable of before. Um, I, don't know, I don't. I don't remember much running in the in the New Testament up until this point. <laughs> um, learn, and what is running? It's like there's a new spirit of life here, um, and it's causing them. It's causing them to move. Uh, a powerful. new energy. Um, what is that? What is that spirit? It's the Easter difference. <laughs> I
0: love it. And it's not
1: the Easter difference. I want bunny. a t-shirt with
0: that on that. <laughs> That's right. I want to claim the Easter yeah. difference. What's that about? Well, well sister, it's pretty. like, and here it is, Mary of Magdala, she she came while it was still dark. Hmm. And I love this too. Okay. Oh, yeah, because you're is, talking about yes, there's me. a new spirit. Um, but it also it takes a work of faith to claim this fair, fair. gift. Okay. So it's same thing in Lent, right? Uh, we had to journey through the desert, prepare our hearts to receive this gift. But even now, it's like it's not just chocolate bunnies, poppies, and like you know, sweet little Easter bonnets. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: like yeah, in a sense,
0: as good as they are, as good as all those things are, there's so much more. Um, we we do have to go deep. In the same way we went deep in Lent, we have to go deep. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we have to-, to, in a sense, go to those tombs within yes. our hearts. What did Jesus? Where did He tap us on the shoulder and say, "I want to come"? Where did He call us out? Mm-hmm. where did he say i want i want to bring life right here and it's having the courage to go there and and welcome the resurrected jesus welcome that new life now this welcome actually is challenging like what do we see um in the the gospels throughout you know these first weeks of easter it's like we've got mary like crying in in the garden like where is he like she's mm-hmm. mourning like the loss of of mm-hmm. jesus meanwhile he's like hey mary I'm right here, like, but he's new, as you're saying, or like the disciples, they're running all over the place and they're running scared, right? Mm -hmm. They're like locking themselves in rooms together and they're saying like, what do we do now? There's confusion, but actually it's like this new life. How Mm -hmm. do I, how do I deal with this? Right? Mm -hmm. Because this is something that doesn't come from, from us. It comes from a God who has come, who has taken flesh and and who has conquered, um, so in a sense, I, I always have to remember there is an ardor also to the Easter season. There's a challenge to mm. to faith, ultimately, and to believe in the power and the
1: gift of the resurrection, which means we have to look to God, cool uh, not to ourselves. Yeah. I don't always think of that. You know, I, it, it's easy to think of Lent like boot camp, but then <laughs> yeah. think of Easter as like party season, but it's but not to miss the depth, actually, mm-hmm. the invitation here to a faith, a faith in good things and these truths that. Yeah, that that it brought it back through Holy Week, but I love that it's an invitation of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, that's bold. Amen. And to even just to validate it, like these some of these truths are really uh, difficult to believe today. So okay, Jesus, show up there. Amen. Yeah. Well, even it's like a
0: training. It's a whole like we see the disciples; they kind of had to grow into the Christian people, right? Yeah, it didn't just happen overnight, like they had to learn how this new spirit how this new uh-huh. gift uh, was going to go to work in their lives and then their lives together um the easter difference uh-huh. right and this is i think a challenge for us today we're living in a world and it's it's easy to to get sunk in like yes. the darkness the sorrow the difficulty absolutely um, but am i looking with a gaze that that welcomes the possibility of Christ's resurrection and his uh-huh. life in the midst of the pain and of the darkness and waiting on Him in faith to bring about yep. that new mm-hmm. life. You know, do I live with my openness to yes. Easter grace in my relationships with others? Like, new life can happen. Um, forgiveness can happen. Um, it's it's challenging. It's demanding. Mm-hmm. The, the the Easter gift is demanding. Well, wow. and wonderful and awesome. I mean, all of our apostolate sister, right? We all they all hinge. They all hinge. Oh, this is the place I live from. On Christ coming Mm -hmm. and bringing new life when
1: it doesn't seem possible Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. have you seen that i mean yes sister like even just through the evangelization mission in a a particular way i have the gift of uh seeing grace at work outside the convent too you know and uh i can't tell you how many even just college campuses going to today where you realize like gosh it is it's a tough life on campus Mm -hmm. today the pressures to perform the pressure to keep up the pressure to keep working um the pressure to fit in uh the pressure to measure up i mean it's just it's an exceptional place and yet uh you look at it and you're kind of like oh my goodness how to how can you even be human on campus these days um and i would say some of the most um yeah most challenging or or high-level campuses that i've visited where there's an expectation to live such a high standard i would say i've met some of the most exceptional young people there wow that these young people that Yes. Okay, they're uh, engaging their studies. They're trying to live a good, um, balanced Christian life, but their hearts are open to the Lord, and uh, just the gifts of, of prayer and intimacy and invitation to new life that He's giving uh, these young brave souls that are battling campus life as Catholics today, which mm-hmm. is just you know, for some places it's Christian persecution central. <laughs> I mean, you're I mean, campus life is difficult anyway, but just in a radical way, like you, yeah. Listen, things can be dark, but when our hearts are open, you see the resurrection take place that that, um, hearts want for God and, and God is blessing and calling people into, calling each of us into deeper intimacy, not out of the darkness in different places but like right where we are Mm -hmm. and that's good news I mean that's what I love about even just as you're sharing I'm like wow Mary Magdalene was surprised Peter and John are kind of like shocked and like everybody's kind of confused and running everywhere (laughs) they don't really know what's going on yeah but even just to like let go of my understanding of how God's going to meet me here like you know whatever Blockage, I'm at whether it's a you know a deep grief or it's like I don't know how the stone is going to re- be removed because it's impossible before me in my life. I can't move this stone. You can answer that. <laughs> you know what? What in my life is like irremovable to mm-hmm. me in my effort? Are we open to the Lord showing up there and not always necessarily in the exact way that I think it's going to happen, but just being open to like, okay, God, how are you going to move this stone? How are you going to rise here? Yes. Where are you coming? Uh, what are you going to do about this large stone that I cannot pick up? <laughs> Awesome. And actually handing over these stones that are irremovable, um, and looking for the next place that he's going to, he's going to show up. And, um, yeah, sister, all the way through our missions. I don't know if you've seen it elsewhere. Oh my gosh. Well, even,
0: okay, you're going to laugh. Cause yes, we do. We see this all the time, right? Women coming to us seeking healing after abortion and like, you know, their, their hearts are so heavy with the pain mm-hmm. with the sorrow, uh, and yet, as they turn that over to Jesus, as they trust in Him, as they welcome uh, the life that He brings, yes, they find, oh my gosh, there is new life. Um, I can forgive myself, and I can forgive my, I can receive the forgiveness of my child. I mean, the experiences they have are like off the charts. These women teach us about yep. a God who is a God of love and mercy, or the women that we walk with who, yeah, like facing an unexpected pregnancy, and they're mm-hmm. saying, "My life is over." Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? Like. I had big dreams, and this is not compatible. And yet, as they step back, as they pull back from the fear, um, from the pressures that they can feel uh, towards an abortion decision, they realize, wait a second, mm-hmm. there is a life I can cling to that uh, that can open up another way. Cool. Uh, this is a way of hope. This is a way of faith. This is a way of trust. This is a dare. It's a mm-hmm. total dare. Yeah. Um, and this is actually what women are daring in, the hope of the resurrection, yeah. that he can bring new life in a situation. Yes. Um, I've seen it many women, um, you know, facing difficult relationships or, you know, maybe abusive relationships like, yeah, whoa, like, is there another way? Can I get out of this? Can, is there a new life? And it's like, his life is what, as women cling to that, I've seen, as I trust in the Lord, as I trust in a God who is the way maker. Yes, there are new beginnings that are possible. There's, there's there's a life that actually is extended to me, and that I can only welcome in and through faith, or even to bring it to the mundane, because basically, sister, we're tapping into a new heartbeat. Okay, let me tell you a story about a jazz pianist that I mu- I once met. Well, this is exciting. Yeah, tell us so, about like, that. I um, mm-hmm. we. I think I might have told the story before, but it's actually so fabulous. I didn't think it's I've just, heard it. You haven't heard it. The jazz. No, it's not clicking yet. Not clicking. Yeah. Okay, so we were getting uh, one of our pianos tuned. So I called this guy and he shows up tall, lean, and like we start talking. He's he's tuning the piano and I'm we're just chatting it up. Uh-huh. And I'm like, "Hey, you know, can I get you a cup of coffee?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, sure." So I, I bring it to him and and I'm like, "Cool. You know, tell me about what you've been up to." And he's like, "You know, I've been a jazz pianist like all my life and so much fun. Now I just kind of tune pianos." He's like, "But you know, there was a time in my career where I lost my beat." And mm. I'm like, You lost your beat. He's like, Yeah. And then for a jazz pianist to lose their beat, like that's like It's kinda everything, right? Everything. Ooh. It's everything. It's like your platform. And I'm like, well, what? Tell me about you know, just t- tell me more about that. And he's like, Yeah, you know, so I lost my beat. Like my my band buddies were like, Bro, you're off. Like your beat's off and you're like, you're messing it all up. Yeah. And so we went to the doctor and the doctor's like, okay, like let's just start kind of figuring this thing out. And So he's asking him questions and then he asks, okay, you know, do you drink coffee? He's like, oh yeah, yeah, I drink coffee. He's like, all right, he's like, how many cups a day? And Mm -hmm. the jazz pianist kind of stepped back and thought about it. And he's like, "Uh, like like 30, 35 cups a day. And the
1: (laughs) the doctor was like, 33 or three to five? No, 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 30 to like 35 cups a day. Oh my goodness. Yeah.
0: There it is, right? Um, and so uh, the doctor was like, well, listen, why don't we just like, why don't we just dial that back? Like, why don't we dial it back to like 20 cups? You know, let's see what happens. Sure enough, as this jazz pianist had the courage to kind of like step off the beat of coffee and kind of pull back from that, he found his beat again, right? Huh. And his rhythm got back and he was, you know, jazzing it up and and having a great time. But I'm going to spiritualize it. This is Here it, it is coming.
1: Because this is
0: what the resurrection offers to us, right? Like, we have been baptized into the life of Jesus Christ. Like, the mystery is there to claim. The presence of God is within each of us to claim. And we've got a a lot of times claiming the resurrection is just pulling back from things we might have trusted a little bit too much. Um, Crutches that we're using. um, Things that we're looking to that are going to let us down. You know, life can toss us a lot of idols toss us a lot of um things that they that we can you know lean our lives up against but ultimately only the life of jesus christ is what is going to pull every atom molecule experience relationship mm-hmm. in and through the life that we want to claim mm-hmm. and the new life that christ offers us so it's like i don't know i feel close to that jazz pianist in that mm. lent a lot of times allows us to Pull back from what we lean on more than Jesus. Cool. And tap into the beat that we're made for and
1: that beats at the heart of who we are. Oh, I love that. And I love uh yeah, the authenticity of that, just the invitation to be ourselves. Cool. Find my own beat, my own rhythm. <laughs> I like that with the Lord. I love it, sister. It reminds me too just okay, so it's reminding me of another story, even just, you know, out these source events with the Eucharist in Manhattan, New York City. Um, this one woman, and this is like totally reminded me of that, but this one woman was she was just passing by, usually just stops off after work. She's in full business suit, uh, usually just goes to light a candle, but like we'll go into the cathedral, light a candle and then leave. And this time she came right in when the Eucharist was being exposed. So here you have this priest walking out uh with the host and then he puts him in the monstrance in the sanctuary of St. Patrick's Cathedral. It's gorgeous, like lights are out. There's one spotlight on the Lord Jesus. So it's very it's very striking. But all you see in this gorgeous cathedral is um the Lord in this in this tiny little white circle, and so I'm standing right at the back. She walks in, lighting a candle, and um, as Father's putting her out, she I start talking to her, and she she just said, "Look, sister, I'm just wondering, like, what kind of a relic is that up there?" Wow! And it kind of stopped me a little bit. I was wow. like, "What kind of relic?" I was like, "I don't know where I." And I just paused, and I said, "Well, I, you know, actually, that's that's not a that's not a relic." I was like, "We we believe that's God." You <laughs> know, how I actually how to say it. I was like. That's the living body wow. and blood of Jesus Christ. And this woman who, total faith, but probably just had never been introduced to the mystery of the Eucharist. Um, immediately, her next question was, well, she was shocked, believed immediately. And then kind of with tears was like, why did he choose St. Patrick's Cathedral to come? Like, what's so, what's so special about this place? Like, why here? And I was kind of like, and then I was just kind of like thrown by the whole thing. I was like, well, it kind of comes to every tabernacle and, <laughs> and every Catholic church. And then I'm like, bring it back down, sister. Oh, Unbelievable. I didn't it. And then she's like, why? And she couldn't get it. She's like, why did he choose that monstrance? Why did he choose this cathedral out of all out of the world? And um, I was so struck because I was like, she actually got this mystery more than anything that that God chooses, God chooses, yes, the tabernacle to reside in but that actually every one of us is a preferential choice of Jesus Christ. That, Amen. And that actually, as you were saying this, this mystery that in our baptism, we've been chosen the, that God has uh, desired to beat in our hearts, has desired to be with us and desired to stay with us. And it's not some general choice of a team. Every single one of us experiences this choosing anew you over Easter. And it's, uh, it is personal and it is one by one. And, uh, I love that because even, um, you know, going back to this gospel, sister, it's I just hear through this gospel almost like the Lord's invitation of do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. If you still see a death in life, if, you st- if there's still stones unrolled, if there are things that are confusing and you're running in different directions, if you be- feel burnt out and overwhelmed, if you feel lonely, whatever that stone is, whatever that tomb is, be not afraid. Be not afraid. This is the next encounter of Jesus Christ. And it's not just this past week, right, sister? It's like, mm-hmm. I don't have to be afraid of these places anymore because we have the proof now. Amen. This is where he shows up. This is the beginning. This is the first chapter in some ways. Amen. Sister, it's um, Such is
0: so powerful. Good news, right? It's the best news. Mm. Well, and oh my gosh, sister, it's so powerful. And again, per usual, we're only just getting started. But I think a few footholds as we yeah. look towards this glorious season of Easter... I don't know, sister, do you have any challenges or encouragements before we go? I don't know. You want to start? I could start. Because here it is, um, the last line of of the gospel, for they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. Hmm. And I guess what I want to say is if you're finding yourself on this Easter Monday uh, morning saying like, I get it, but I don't quite get it. Because that's usually like, like where I'm at. I'm like, whoa, I know he's risen. And yet, I know that to, to bring that into my heart, to bring that into all these places that that uh, were uncovered during the season of Lent, um, to bring that mystery in anew, uh, that huh. life anew, it's going to take a process. It's going to take time. And I think that's the church gives us this beautiful season uh, for us to really actually rest in, rest in this life, right? Because huh, huh. these this season has so many awesome, awesome solemnities, the Holy Trinity, the Ascension. Oh, it's loaded. Pentecost. There it is. Like, Yeah. Christ is going to reveal himself. And so uh, all I can say is if if you don't yet understand, be at peace. You're in good company. Welcome with, to the Christian life. There it is. <laughs> all the disciples are with you. The church yeah. is with you. And yet let's be bold in our faith and right. give God permission There's to your... reveal to us. Personally, as you say, sister, who he wants to be for us
1: and who he is for us. What do you think? Challenge accepted. Amen. I'll live it with you. Listen, sister, the only thing that comes to my mind is just I think as we look away from this, you know, powerful week, um, I just kind of want to grab everything and run with it. And I think there's something in that. I think um, you know, as we look away from Holy Week, we this is not a week that we graduate from and we move on from. Here we have literally, and this is kind of like the story of the the first apostles, it's it's not, what have they realized? They've recognized it's not on them anymore. that Jesus has lifted the heavy weights. He has unlocked these burdens. And it's like they stay in a close proximity to this mystery. Uh, they refuse to leave the reality that their Savior, um, that Jesus Christ died for them, uh, that he loves them with a never-ending love, that his love is merciful. They've just witnessed this firsthand in their lives, a week of love poured out, a love that is more powerful than anything else in the world. And they don't run far from that. Hmm. And I love that about them. This is, this is the secret of their power, their witness. It's what gives them the energy to run is the fact that they're not forgetful or even just not moving on. They, they stay in the close proximity of the mystery. And I think that's just an invitation for us, too, to like, awesome. we've seen it, we've witnessed it, but keep this mystery close, this mystery of love, this mystery of victory. Um, and how do we do that? I mean, we can all find our own ways, but I mean, that's kind of why we have crucifixes everywhere. Well, you know, we're not, we're not, um, fixated on death and ending, but the fact that, that death, that love is conquered and, um, <clears throat> whatever it is, if it's a, if it's an image of the resurrection, if it's a, if it's a cross that we keep a little bit closer or we put one up in a room that there wasn't one before, um, just so that we can stay in this message of hope and that it's, yeah, we don't graduate from it, but we choose to live um, in the close proximity of the mystery uh, that we've just witnessed. Oh my gosh, sister. So, I'm going to keep him close. Keep him close. Snuggle. Snuggle with this mystery. Amen. Let it come yeah. deep. That's awesome. Oh, I, I love, love it. it. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Should you, should you start this next season with a prayer? Let's do
0: it. <laughs> As we look forward. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we love you. We trust you. We welcome you. Rain in our hearts, reign in our minds. Jesus, you are Lord, and we ask you to be Lord. Be Lord over this new season of grace. Be Lord over our hearts. Be Lord over our relationships. Be Lord over the broken pieces of our hearts. Be Lord over the, the pain, the sorrow. Be victorious. Jesus, we we proclaim you as risen in our hearts, in our lives. We proclaim you as risen. And we love you, we praise you, we adore you. And we simply say glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Jesus is the boss. Hallelujah. God bless and keep you today in his resurrected life. This was Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life, a religious community of women consecrated for the protection of the sacredness of human life. Be assured of our prayers and learn more at sistersoflife.org.